0: At this point, I am unsure if I've actually signed or not signed with the New England Patriots <laughs> or not. Uh, it is free agency. It is exciting. It is chaos. It is the football offseason in full effect. Welcome into the game day podcast. Adam Kramer, Marcus Mosher. Uh, Marcus, so have you signed with the Patriots? I guess this is my first
1: question. I'm not sure. I'm thinking about it. I'm weighing my offers. Yeah, I'm still waiting for Belichick to reach out to me and see what him and his dog will offer me. I, I've been seeing the dog meme all over Twitter, and I absolutely love it. Are you a tight end? Because it feels like that might be filled at this point, potentially. Yes,
0: yes. Well, it, it is exciting. I mean, it, it. you know, all joking aside, I love this stuff. And I know you do too, Marcus. We'll talk a little bit about that we're going to preview uh, an interesting division go down south talk a little jaguars talk some colts uh, interesting is one word marcus do you have another because word interesting for interesting is not
1: the word i would have used no not at
0: all talk texans <laughs> see what's going on in a division that is is pretty open and yet has some intrigue and of course i'm selling that here so we've got mm. that uh, and then we'll talk with andrew manino of points bet a little bit about uh, and this is fascinating, kind of the line movement, right? We've got all these different happenings and free agents. We're trying to project the draft. And what does that do with future betting and other betting when it comes to the NFL? A reminder, guys, uh, you can follow us and check us out wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple. Visit thegameday.com, see what affiliates have to offer and what prices you can grab. So, Marcus, uh, I'm, let's just jump right into fill in the blank because it is a free agent-filled um, fill in the blank. We've got a lot of movements going on. And of course, as we're recording this, other moves are going to happen that may, uh, you know, trump some of our thoughts going in, but let's kick things off. And I'll start it off with you. The blank are winning the off season so far.
1: The Los Angeles chargers are winning the off season. I love the moves that they've made. Not super big name players that a lot of people know. They signed all pro center, Corey Lindsay, uh, they signed left guard slash right tackle Matt Filer. Listen, they've got a franchise young quarterback that they have to protect. I absolutely love that they went out and spent money on two guys to protect Justin Herbert. I, again, not the biggest names out there, but I love what they've done so far.
0: Uh, I agree with you. I think it's cool to see someone like just a team support your best asset directly, yes. especially as we look at the Texans and we look at Seattle and we look at kind of the the, you know, the uneasiness surrounding franchise quarterbacks, not the case there. How about my New York jets? You know, I I know that I'm going to be a Homer uh, in this, but uh, you know, I I really like Corey Davis. I mean, Marcus, I've always liked him since college. I know he's battled injuries. He had a really good year and Lawson uh, because it's, that's, this has been like a lifelong problem uh, for, for my team is getting a pass rush from the outside uh, going back to like the John Abraham days. Right. So this has been a problem forever. So, I I like what the Jets are doing, especially when it comes to signing young guys with a ceiling. It feels like still up. Uh, How would you grade my New York Jets?
1: Yeah, I think they're crushing it. I think Carl Lawson was the best edge defender in free agency, better than Bud Dupree, better than Shaq Barrett even. this is a guy that despite being a part-time player in Cincinnati last year, had the second most quarterback hits, the second most knockdowns, the third most pressures in the league. Uh, He's a rising star at the pass rush position and when you pair him with and Williams and you have Robert Sala now coaching that defense, I love that. And the fact that they got him at, what, $15 million a year, yep. which was quite a bit cheaper than even Matt Judon or Shaq Baird or Leonard Floyd, uh, I think the Jets are doing wonderful so far. All right. Well, this is a natural transition to our next question is blank is your favorite free agent signing so far. Well, it's Carl Lawson. Yes. Again, I think this is somebody who has legitimate double double-digit sack potential. We haven't always seen it in Cincinnati. When he started his career coming out of Auburn, they actually played him as like an off-the-ball linebacker, and that was odd. I, I think we're only starting to scratch the surface of what Lawson can be in the NFL. And with Quinn and Williams demanding double teams inside. Lawson is going to feast against tackles one-on-one uh, I think he is a superstar and I love that signing feel good feel good
0: Jets podcast for me um I kind of <laughs> like the Nelson Aguilar signing though I gotta be honest I and I saw you and I'm bringing it up uh in, in sort of detouring a bit but I saw you defending it a bit I just think that's been such an uneasy position for them uh, that I think it solidifies some things would you agree in mm-hmm. terms of Aguilar going uh to the bats
1: yeah, the one thing I don't love about Nelson Aguilar is he's not a primary ex-receiver, right? But if he's in a complementary role, he's a very, very good asset to an offense. And now that they have Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, and I think the running game is really good, I could see a ton of play-action shots to Aguilar down the field, whether it's from Cam Newton or Mac Jones or Justin Fields. I really do like it. They've, they maybe overpaid a little bit but the wide receiver position has been atrocious for new England over the past really decades. So to get somebody that's proven, that's experienced, uh, I don't mind it at all. I think that's
0: why I like it too, because it has been such a position of need and I saw people kind of criticizing this and I I don't get it. I I think it's a, you're getting a known commodity, which frankly, they absolutely do not have. Um, Look, Drew Brees, speaking of known commodities is retired. We think, uh, probably yeah. going to go right into the booth and make a nice chunk of coin. So simply here, Marcus, Drew Brees
1: was a blank. Top five quarterback of all time. I really think he was, he was excellent. He just happened to be in the era with Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady to no fault of his own. Uh, just absolutely phenomenal. The stats were crazy. He was in a tough conference. Uh, obviously he's going to have all these records that will maybe never be broken. Uh, I still think he's one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen in the NFL.
0: Yeah. I was going to say a fantasy football, uh, all timer. He's really an all timer, but statistically, um, just, just a really, he's a monster. I mean, that's what he was too. He was. And I do think you bring up a good point in that in a different era, you wonder what the legacy would look like if you weren't comparing it to true like all-time goats, which he kind of is. Yeah. And so, yeah. and I think some ways that legacy will be lost a bit. And yet when you look back on this thing um, 20 years from now, and you just size these guys up, this is kind of a golden era of quarterbacks. Now it may be, that may be something that runs a little bit further based on where the game is going and how the game mm-hmm. is being played. Uh, for him to do it the way he did, especially when you consider how he started, he had the shoulder injury.
1: Like this did not look like it was going this way for a while. Right, it's not like he's the biggest guy in the world with no. the biggest arm or anything. He's just so unassuming. And to put up those numbers year in and year out is just incredible. It was, yeah. It's It's been a heck of a career. And um,
0: <laughs> let's stay with this team. I've been, I've been waiting your answer for this one. I've been waiting for my answer. Um, Taysom Hill gets a $140 million contract, air-quoted contract. So
1: I ask you, Marcus, $140 million for Taysom Hill is blank. Fake news, because he's never going to see that (laughs) money, right? It's all voidable years. It's just funny money to to help get the Saints under the salary cap. He's not getting anything close to that, guys. It was fun when Adam Schefter tweeted it out for about five minutes until we realized what it actually was. It's just, it's fake news. It's not real. It's
0: not real would be my answer too, but I want to ask you this. Somebody puts a contract in front of you for $140 million, but you know, it's not real. What I I thought about this last night. What are the emotions attached? Now he's made a lot of money already. I mean, he's done well, but you know, you're not going to get this. So what are the emotions attached to something like this? If you're Taysom Hill.
1: It's like the same feeling that I get when I get one of those little car things in the mail that says, you've won a free car. Here's your key. Uh, y- you wish like 1% of you wants to believe it's real, but you know, it's not. That's, that's exactly how I would feel if I was Jason Hill. Hey, he's got
0: a chance though, to, to start. I, I think he, I think he will start Not probably not going to earn that, but still a, a hilarious little uh, contract work by the saints. And the last one, of course, Tom Brady signs a contract extension, which just sounds hilarious, of four years. And I ask you, Marcus, we'll watch Brady for blank more years.
1: I'll say three more years. I I really don't think he's all that close to being done. This Tampa Bay roster is only getting better. They're bringing everybody back. It wouldn't surprise me if Brady's goal is to, like, get to 10 Super Bowls. Like, it might not be all that unrealistic. I think it is unrealistic, but not completely out of the realm of possibilities uh, that they go on a little bit of a run. And Brady's talked about wanting to play until he's 50. He's not all that far away, Adam. Maybe maybe that's not all that unrealistic either.
0: I'm going to say two more years, but I will say you look at what Tampa has done at free agency in keeping – the key pieces largely in place they're not going to keep all of them they have kept a lot of them especially when you look at the really you know the defensive line offensive weapons and and there's some youth on this team this is not necessarily an old team they've got some mm-hmm. older players but they, this is a team that can linger for a while longer so i think it's too I've said that probably for 10 years, Marcus. Like I. All right, Adam, I got a question for you. Yes. Is this, is Tampa Bay Tom Brady's last team? I think it is because I think at some point you've got, like, do you think that, I I have to say, no, I'm not even going to say, I think, yes, it is his last team. Do you think it is?
1: I wouldn't be surprised if
0: it's not.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it's not.
0: Well, I I think they've got a good core and they're probably going to be good through the duration of that contract and competing. There's no reason they shouldn't be one of the favorites again. And I've come to terms with my Brady relationship as a Jets fan. I'm fine with it now. Like I'm, yeah. Well, that's because he's outside the conference. Yes. And he's, and he's drinking and he's, you know, living that boat life. I mean, he's got a fan in me now, sort of Um, in any event, free agency. we're going to be tracking it here it's going to be madness still and then of course we get right into the draft afterwards so it's going to be an awesome couple of months here in the nfl offseason now speaking of draft and speaking of awesome except sort of the opposite let's talk afc south (laughs) um where do where do you begin right where do you begin and i don't mean to like disparage it completely but we've talked about conferences or divisions with juice I would say, you know, you've got Trevor Lawrence coming in here, but where is the juice in this conference, and how do you look at it as a whole heading into our little breakdown?
1: It's such an interesting division because on paper, the quarterback should be really good, right? We have Deshaun Watson, uh, Ryan Tannehill. We're getting Trevor Lawrence. We'll see what we get back from uh, Carson Wentz. But I don't trust any of these four teams at all, and partly because – Outside of the Colts, I really don't trust the the front offices or the head coaches at all. Uh, I think Jacksonville's free agency plan has been a mess. I think Houston's has been worse. Uh, The Colts are pretty (laughs) clearly panicking at the quarterback position. And then there's the Titans who have basically lost their entire offense outside of Derrick Henry. So it's a fascinating division, right? Or uh, Adam, and I'm – I'm thinking that we're going to see one of these teams still go 12 and four, be a competitive team. It's just, it's crazy.
0: All right. So let's start then with the dumpster fire that is the Houston Texans. Um, they've alienated pretty much everybody. They've become a social media laughing stock. Uh, Marcus, when it comes to biggest team need for me, it's calm. It, it, this is, I'm, I'm breaking the protocol here of what players they yeah. need. They need yeah. stability and they need some calm. And I'm not sure you get that, frankly. I'm not sure how you get it or how, how attainable that is outside of that. I think they need weapons and that is whether they keep Deshaun Watson or not. They need O line. They need, they need a lot. And the draft situation is not great. So my biggest team need here, Marcus is, is I'm going to throw a dart at the board and whenever it hits, it's probably a
1: teammate. I'm going to say building blocks, right? Because it sounds like Deshaun Watson is out. You have Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. Other than that, who are you building this roster around? I mean, there's nobody on defense that you feel good about. Uh, on the offensive line, you've got one piece. There's not a single receiver that you feel good about. It, you just need to go out and get talent, and it's going to be hard with the Texans having no salary cap or you know no cap space, uh, no first or second round pick this year. This is a, a long, long rebuild for the Houston Texans.
0: All right, so who starts week one in your eyes? Because I'm with you. I don't think it's Deshaun Watson. Sam Darnold. I, I was going to say Tua. I was going to say okay. Sam, but I I think it's I, I I still think Miami has the most. And I guess, Marcus, my perspective as a Jets fan would be first and foremost, yes, bring it. But I think because Joe Douglas is the draft, like he prides himself as the he draft. He wants all the picks because he, yeah. he is a scout. So I, I wonder if that's going to deter them from doing that i also think the other one marcus because i did a video um on where watson would land i think you know teddy bridgewater could be a fit there Mm -hmm. as well so i i that's not an easy answer i guess is what i'm getting at you don't
1: have one guy that just jumps out to you says that's going to be the guy i mean i think andy dalton's also a possibility like if they you know if they get a quarterback or they get a pick early in this draft and they draft a quarterback maybe they bring in dalton to have him be the bridge you know what these guys yeah
0: you know what these guys aren't is Deshaun Watson you know that's that's pretty clear I think this is they're in for a a bit of an
1: awakening here over the next couple seasons Adam their free agency plan has been weird too they've spent money on Mark Ingram they signed four linebackers on the first day of free agency Mm -hmm. none under the age of 28 years old and they're all bad they're (laughs) acting like they're a contending team why? I I I don't understand this team at all. I have no idea what they're doing. I like that you led with position, then age, then that little bit,
0: little morsel of information that they're all bad. The the, they're all the bad. cherry sorry. on top. Um, <laughs> speaking of bad, the Jaguars. Uh oh no, mm. I'm sorry, let's let's tie a bow on Houston. I'm I'm having too much fun with this. And and, and it's <laughs> just one bad cycles to the next. So over under
1: four wins next year. Under. under this is going to be the worst team in the nfl next year oh wow
0: i I, well this yes let's assume deshaun is out yeah and i i think deshaun if he's there can keep them alive to win three or four games i don't believe he'll be there i don't believe sam darnold or tua or teddy bridgewater is going to help them all that much Um, poor Sam Darnold. if he goes here, by the way, that would be a real shame. Uh, And somehow you'd end up in a worse situation, (laughs) which I didn't think was possible. No, Me neither. And obviously (laughs) we'll sell them as a playoff team. All right. Jacksonville Jaguars. I got ahead of myself now. Biggest team need, Marcus, is obviously quarterback, in my opinion, but Mm -hmm. it seems like we can check that off, Um, put Trevor in there. And so where do you go after quarterback, assuming you're in the same sort of mindset? I mean, we're all in that mindset at this point.
1: Offensive line. I, I don't love their offensive line right now. They franchise tag Cam Robinson. They brought back Andrew Norwell. I don't love even those guys on their respective deals. They need to protect Trevor Lawrence. I think their playmakers are fine. Uh, I think they're going to use their day two picks to upgrade that unit. Wouldn't be even be surprised in free agency if they spent some money as well uh, on the offensive line, because, You've got to protect your investment. And right now they've not done a good, a good job of doing so. I am
0: I'm, I'm with you. Actually, you look at this roster uh, go the Chargers route ahead of time and just start surrounding mm-hmm. this guy and protecting this guy and don't do what we saw Cincinnati do with Burrow, but his, I, I think Trevor's situa- situation, when you look at the weapons, Chanel Robinson look like really good players. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot better uh i I do i think this is a team that actually has a chance to turn it around pretty quickly and has some really good draft equity uh even if some of the free agent stuff has been curious to say the least um trevor week one do you believe he starts because i believe he does i I don't think urban meyer's messing around i don't think he's in this for the long haul i think he's going to have to see what he gets and he's going to throw him out there do you
1: agree i agree uh just first of all shout out to urban meyer uh he was at the players championship on saturday uh, and Friday. So while pro days and stuff were going on, he's not about that. He, he's at the player's championship, shaking hands and even wanting to be around golf. So uh, I, I appreciate the lack of hustle. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the, the quarterback week one. They have no reason not to play him, uh, start the rebuild right now. See what you have in your, your future franchise quarterback. He's also the best option. Like this is not, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And that whole grooming thing I think has changed. Um, put him out there and you've got some, you've got a decent foundation. See what he does. He should be fine. Um, so over, under one win next year, Marcus, for me, it's not an easy over,
1: but it's definitely an over. They'll get two against the Texans. So I'm going easy over here as well. <laughs> I think, I think this is a chance to be a team that's more competitive than what people believe. They were in a lot of games last year with uh, Gardner Minshew and oh, and Mike Glennon at quarterback. So uh, I think they're going to get to five, six, and maybe if things go really well, seven wins next year.
0: All right. So I assume you're, you're selling them as a playoff team, yes. but, so. but you're not as far away from the playoff as probably most people. And I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like I, I, they need help. The o line's a big part. They still need to add some more defensive players, but I, I think in this division in particular, there's there's not like a game on the divisional schedule that you feel like they're just going to get blown out. No. It,
1: it just, and, and I think yeah. there's there's a really good chance by 2022. You have the best quarterback in the division, you know, especially yes. if Watson gets traded. I don't love Carson Wentz. And if you have the best quarterback in the division, you're going to give yourself a chance.
0: All right. Colts, um, <laughs> quarterbacks been an interesting. Well, it's been an interesting couple of years but certainly now Carson Wentz is there and his enormous salary, which is just kicking in. So we know he's the guy. What is the biggest team need when it comes to the
1: Colts in your eyes?
0: Uh, left tackle,
1: Anthony Costanzo retired this offseason. season. Uh, they have a huge hole there. I know they've sniffed around Trent Williams. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, whether they address that need in free agency or the draft uh, it's easily the biggest hole in the roster. And if they fill that one Adam. The rest of the roster is pretty good. They're pretty solid everywhere else. Fix that left tackle spot, and this is probably a playoff.
0: Yeah, O-line. I mean, you've got a future start running back and Jonathan Taylor. You have a quarterback that needs to be protected, that needs to find some comfort, and we'll see what we get um, out of Wentz. If that O-line is solid, I think this running game – could be excellent and then then who knows with Wentz and then yeah maybe an edge rusher a little bit more pressure the defense was really good to get more um pressure there in your eyes why what makes this situation better for Wentz than Philly if if you assume it's better because I do believe it'll be a better situation because I don't think it could get much worse at the end of of how that whole thing just just the fallout there
1: yeah, I mean, the obvious answer is Frank Wright, right? He had his best season under Reich in 2017. Uh, he's going to do everything to, to make the game simpler and easier for him. And then the, the pressure and the expectations are just way less in Indianapolis. I mean, it, it sounds weird to say, but the Colts didn't draft, him. they really didn't give up all that money, much picks to, to acquire him. They didn't sign him to a big deal like Philadelphia did. I think he, they just want him to come in there and be competent. And if he's competent, they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, and I think that lack of pressure is going to help Wentz quite a bit. Better market, better, yeah. better coaching familiarity. Indoors. In, you know, you're everything. You're playing a, 12 games inside every year. A, yeah.
0: a, a, a better, like a more consistent running game. I mean, all yeah. of it. I mean, it just all fell apart at the end. So I'm with you. And I think it'll be considerably better. This is a number I struggled with, Marcus, over
1: under 11 wins for the Colts. Seems a bit high. I'm going to go under, I think 10 is the right number here. I, I think they're likely to win the division, um, but I think it's going to be close to the Titans, who we're going to talk about just in a second. Uh, I think it's pretty clear the Colts aren't in that top level team, you know, in the AFC with Chiefs and Bills and maybe the Ravens. I think they're the tier below, uh, but still a very, very good overall team. I think
0: this division is is a two team division. I think the Colts will get healthy. It really does come down to those Titans games, most likely, in terms of mm-hmm. where I go. I will go under as well, although I lean towards push. I know we've made push uh, a possible option in this, whether we're supposed to or not. Uh, <laughs> but I'll go under uh, just because of that. And buy and sell as a playoff team, I'll say yeah, they'll be in the mix. I don't know. I don't feel great as stamping them as a playoff team, but they'll absolutely
1: be in the mix down the stretch. Yes, I, I would agree. I think the six or seven seed, if they don't win the division is very likely. Tennessee Titans, as you alluded
0: to, the final one that we'll hit on here. Uh, Marcus is a tough team to figure. You, you've got a, a, a running back who, despite his size, seems to be getting better. You've got a quarterback that in glimpses looks really good. You've got a star at was wide receiver in, in A.J. Brown, who's coming off a couple of surgeries. And yet defensively, there are some problems and it just hasn't meshed as well as I thought it might. So for you, biggest team need for a team that has, again, a lot of juice to it.
2: Uh,
1: they've got to find a pass rush. And I know they they paid Bud Dupree this offseason. They drafted uh, Harold Landry. They brought in Jadavian Clowney uh, last year. This is one of the worst pass rushes in the entire league last year. So – just signing Bud Dupree is not enough. They've got to continue to invest in that position. Uh, they were among the worst defenses in the league last year. Figure out a pass rush, and maybe this is you know a team that has a chance to make some noise when we get into December and January. Uh, what did you think of the Dupree signing, by the way? Because it's pretty big money. I don't love it. Uh, Dupree is a guy that's always been the number two pass rusher on a team. He really didn't break out until 2019. Uh, 61% of his career sacks have come unblocked or against the running back. That's typically not something you want uh, from a guy that you're paying sixteen and a half million, coming off a knee surgery. I think he's fine, but that's a, that's a big number. Is the defensive
0: part for you, the only part holding them back, they lose Corey Davis now. So that's probably going to be a spot that you have to address. Although that's probably a Johnny good year. Smith. Yes. So, so I guess for you, if it's, if, is it just defense, or where else are you looking, and is there a guy in mind that
1: you think would be a good fit? Well, I mean, those are all big losses, but the biggest one to me is Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator that they lost. It's yeah. now the Atlanta Falcons head coach. It's, it's just a lot to lose in one offseason. Uh, your first-round pick from the 2020 draft has already been traded, Isaiah Wilson. They haven't done a great job of restocking the cupboard full of talent. Uh, I, I am a little bit concerned about this team that we see a major regression here in 2021
0: all right so over under 11 wins it's again it's a number i struggle with because i feel like that could go either way we've had a couple of these divisions where it's um you know where it's kind of a toss-up whether it's one
1: one two or two three so where do you go here over under i'm going under but this one's really tricky for me because they are a very mentally tough team they win games that they shouldn't win they're able to grind out the clock with derrick henry i still think nine wins is probably where I would assume, but yeah, I'll, I'll over 11 would be just far too many.
0: I'm, I'm going to go under, I feel like this last week, you're going to have the Colts and Titans in that nine to 10 win mark battling this yep. thing out. It, these won't be dominant teams, but they will be good enough. And again, I'll buy them as a playoff team. Um, only because well, <laughs> some team in this division has to be, and you really, unless the Jags take off under Lawrence, which is possible, yeah. uh, you've got two choices. Um, yeah, I, you brought up one quick bow to tie on this. This is Trevor Lawrence's division here, correct? A year from now, we're wondering. Yeah. I mean, that's it. This feels like a division that's ripe
1: for, for domination, all the Jags jokes aside. Yeah, if I'm the other three teams in the division, the Texans, the Colts, and the Titans, everything you should be doing going forward is to get ready to stop Trevor Lawrence because I think he's going to have a Peyton Manning-like career in that division where – every single year, you know, you're going to stop him. You've got to build your entire roster to beat him twice a year. Uh, So start getting ready now because he's coming. All right. So I've got Colts, Titans, Jags,
0: Texans. You you got that too. All right. And we're right in that 10 win mark. So there it is the sexiest division in all of the NFL, the AFC South, which could be changing at some point. We will talk that and more with Andrew Benino from point spit. We'll talk free agency and draft and, trying to handicap all the movement that is the NFL in a sec. Very happy to be joined now by Andrew Menino. I'm going to get this right, Andrew. Senior sports content analyst over at PointsBet. I had to cheat. I've got cliff notes here, of course, (laughs) because I would have botched it. But uh, appreciate you joining us, man. How's everything going? Not bad at all, Adam.
2: Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, man.
0: All right. So this is a, this is a fun week for NFL fans. Obviously it's chaotic. If you root for a bad team, like I do, like the jets, you're just hoping for something. If you root for a good team, like the bucks, you're hoping to stay good. Uh, Of course for, for you from a, like a future standpoint, right? Let's go behind, like from a, a gambling standpoint, things are happening fast. So I'm just curious as a whole, like how, how quick is the movement on the other side of the window in terms of adjusting odds and trying to handicap, like what's going on out there? Because of course, in social media, this stuff is just constantly churning.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something we're always paying attention to. Um, you know, we're trying to keep alerts up, trying to keep our Twitter up, trying to keep, uh, ahead of that same news that everybody else is looking at, right. Trying to see, uh, where team needs are and where they're likely to fill them um, and try to make sure that we are reacting as quickly as possible to the same news that everybody else is getting on the internet like these days.
1: So Andrew, you're just like us, you know, checking the Twitter with Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport waiting for every single tweet that could potentially shake up the NFL then,
2: right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're keeping tweet decks up. We got alerts <laughs> on uh, we're focused and looking at teams and trying to follow key accounts that are likely to have uh, uh, good information. Um, but more often than not, it comes down to Schefter and we're uh, as surprised as everybody else. It, it feels like, Andrew, that like
0: this is changing and that you're getting a little bit, we've talked about it on the podcast, like the nba of the NFL, whether it's the quarterback movement, which is, is pretty robust now, where you've got a staffer going to LA to jump in. I'm just wondering, you know, depending on, you know, history and how, how long you've been doing it, involved with it, it feels like that's changing fast, that in terms of maybe the exposure for books, hey, if Russell Wilson goes to the Bears, those future tickets, that changes fast, right, and it feels like when it comes to this sport, largely, we never, we were never in a position to talk about a guy like Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson moving, and then having the, uh, the future market change as
2: quickly as it can. Yeah, definitely, I think uh, one of the major, and the NBA is that there's such a smaller body of data, right? Uh, if you look at something like Major League Baseball, there's 162 games a year. You can really hone in on exactly what each game uh, means and get really accurate uh, sort of broad, large number of statistics, whereas in the NFL, you, know, you only have 16, maybe 17 uh, regular season games these days. Uh, so the actual impact of a player is harder to measure in a more – statistically concrete way so I think that's reflected in these future odds that are rapidly changing and um, trying to use our best impressions and understanding as fans of the game uh, how a player you know like Russell Wilson could impact a team like the Bears.
1: Uh, Andrew let's talk about specific teams really quickly the New England Patriots have been very aggressive in free agency so far have we seen any kind of line shift for them to you know win the division or uh, to potentially win the AFC this year with some of the moves they've made?
2: Yeah, uh, it's been wild watching them um, spend like this. You know, we're so used to watching uh, the Pats play close to the vest, keep their guys and pick up sort of uh, bargain bin players and turn them into uh, stars. But, you know, they're really spending this year. Uh, so we've moved them in from 40 to 1 to 30 to 1 uh, to win the Super Bowl hmm. and from 20 to 1 to 15 to 1. Uh, to win the AFC. Um, So these are definitely moves. They're still not the favorite. They're still not uh, the powerhouse in the futures market that they were with Brady on the team. Um, But obviously, they're interested in getting back in the conversation. Uh, You know, two weeks ago, we had them at plus 480 to win the AFC East. We have them in a plus 425 now. Again, still not the favorite, but competitive and, and getting better all the time, apparently. So, Andrew, what about the Bucks? I think it's an interesting
0: team. Super Bowl champ, of course, Brady signs a four-year deal. You had so many pieces and still do, I guess, in a respect that are kind of have been in flux. You know, will they tack Chris Godwin? Will they? sign some of their you know edge rushers some of the defensive line guys what will the offense look like so has anything changed with them they've had a good couple of days they've restructured guys Gronk is back they're getting the band back together and yet as we entered the, the offseason it was a question of what the makeup would look like have you had any
2: adjustments when it came to the you know when it comes to the Bucks over the past few weeks or so we haven't really uh, fluctuated too too strongly on the Bucs. Uh we have them a second favorite to win it all right now just behind the chiefs at plus 650. Um and that's pretty much where they've been all offseason. Uh shocking to see once again Brady make a sort of a team first move, uh restructure his contract and free them up a little more flexibility to keep that squad together. Obviously, he's still interested in uh getting the job done. He's not in Florida to retire and uh you know, all the signs point to them coming back and having a real strong run in the NFC. Is there another team out there that has seen
1: their odds, you know, rise significantly since the start of free agency? We, we mentioned New England. Is there anybody else out there?
2: Uh, I mean, the Rams have come in pretty significantly. We have them at, at plus 1,200 now. Um, but for the most part, you know, we've been waiting for this week, um, waiting for teams to start getting quarterbacks for that carousel to play itself out waiting to see how teams are going to set themselves up for the draft. Um, And so there hasn't been a ton of major moves. The top uh, five is still pretty much what we'd expect it to be uh, with the Rams just outside of that now. How do you
0: treat a team
2: like the Jaguars?
0: Because this is a year where we have a defined number one overall pick who, by all accounts, everyone loves and probably should love and could come in and should start right away. Marcus and I were just talking about that. And, and, you know, really change that franchise around. So when you when those markets are set early on, and let's not even, you know, go beyond free agency for a sec, even though the Jags have been active. Can you account for somebody like that? Even this is if this is a one every five year one every 10 year quarterback?
2: You know, initially, we're not very concerned about them. Um, Basically, you know, he's got to have a a Mayfield type season. Uh, He's got at the least right to pull them out of that one in 15 from last season. He's got to really uh, set the house on fire and all expectations are that he'll be a great quarterback over time. Uh, But is that enough to get them through that very competitive AFC South at a really competitive AFC? Uh, So originally we were, you know, our thoughts are we're not very concerned about them. We opened them up at plus 1600 uh, to win that division, the South, but, Betters love it. They really like it. They're interested in him. They think he's going to get it done. Uh, And they're a significant liability for us now uh, to win that division. So we've actually rolled them in at 1,200, plus 1,200 on the strength of that action. Um, But, you know, it would be an impressive step from from the rookie uh, to take them out of the AFC South, let alone make a real run in the playoffs. Andrew, last question for me. Is there anybody who we've
1: seen their odds decrease since the start of the offseason or free agency? Uh, There's been a couple teams that have lost a ton of talent. Anybody move the needle in the negative direction?
2: Uh, I mean, the Saints uh, losing Drew Brees. Not that, uh, you know, hard to say you expect the Saints to be bad. Uh, They're still a very talented football team, but anytime you lose uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback like that, it's going to be a blow against you. All right, I got to ask about my
0: Jets. (laughs) Um, You know, it it is, it's a pain point, except Andrew, they've been making some, they've been making some moves, you know, they've had a couple of good signings, it's not a quarterback, Uh, it's a good pass rusher right it's a it's a wide receiver. I'm not sure how much that moves the market. I am I am curious though. Like you have a good day with a couple of good young signings. Has have the Jets done anything there? And again, I, I understand I'm boring most people listening to this, including Marcus, not no, with good. my Jets talk. But I am curious. There's a couple of good signings, and yet it's not a QB. So how much of an impact can they have?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the Jets uh have more problems than they're able to quickly solve here. Um, (laughs) being polite (laughs) about it, actually. (laughs) And and on top of that, now they have uh, what looks to be a new powerhouse team in the division in Buffalo. Um, So there's a lot of of winning that they have to do at their rival's expense. Uh, And I think while these free agency signings make them a better team, put them in a better position to do that, they still have uh, a lot of areas they can improve. Uh, before they'll significantly impact their their odds in, either in the division or in the conference uh, or in the league as a whole sorry
0: adam <laughs> so wait save my money i guess is where i'm going uh all right so so Andrew, we'll wrap up with this what we do marcus and i at the end of each pod is we do a section called the futures where we expand beyond the nfl and we look at what else is going on in the sports world that we may be watching or wagering on of course you know, return of March Madness, I'm sure is, is, uh, it's insane. I mean, the vibe is great, of course, cause we missed out last year. I'm curious from your end, what has the response been? What has the movement been? What is just the general excitement and buzz? I know we're a couple of days away as we record this and yet uh, I'm just curious without having it last year, if you've seen an uptick
2: in interest this year. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, you know, March Madness was one of the first things last year that everybody was uh, Really shocked and and sort of left a gaping hole uh, when it when it was canceled last year. So I think that people are really excited to get back uh, back to it and and see the tournament once again. And and when you combine that with new states being on board, new uh, more broad legalization and and approvals of bet types, we're seeing a lot of interest in the tournament. We're seeing a lot of interest in tournament futures. Uh, we have the name of bet thing. You can uh, request request a bet type right through your app and we are just getting slammed all day with more creative and interesting futures that people are looking to bet on for the tournament.
0: Is there anyone that sticks out? Like, do you have a future that you've seen that maybe you guys have posted or will post that you're like, that's a great idea. I love that feature, by the way. I'm, I'm constantly bombarding my guy, uh, Teddy Greenstein with stuff like, Hey, what about this? What about that? So is there there a, a March
2: madness one that you like? Yeah. uh, One of the things we're offering right now that I really like is you can bet on mascot to win. Uh, So you bet on Bulldogs, and if Gonzaga (laughs) wins, you win. Or you can bet on Tigers, and if Clemson wins, you win. Uh, And you get that whole grouping, which I think is a fun fun. and and hilarious way to, to get a group of teams to win. Um, Marcus, are you going to be partaking?
0: I know your college basketball is not necessarily your your sport de jour, but are you going to still be partaking
1: this? Sport? I mean, it's a gambling event that everybody will be betting on, so of course I will be. I mean, <laughs> just because I don't know anything doesn't mean I won't bet. So, that's, oh, <laughs> I mean, that's I'm sure Andrew absolutely loves to hear that because he'll take my money. I'm sure he's not worried about it at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, follow your heart. Buddy.
0: <laughs> is there any? Are there any games here? Uh, Andrew, I've got some picks. Like, I like Texas Tech versus Utah State, even though Utah State's going to be probably a trendy underdog. There's a bunch. Of of course, it's March Madness, there's always. So are there any games that you've seen, you know, unique action on, unique line movements on? Any games kind of jump out early on when it comes to people starting to fill out their brackets and get their bets in?
2: No, I mean, it's, it's the sort of thing that's tough to track here, especially in the early rounds, just because of the sheer volume of games. Uh, Every game's getting hit Sunday night right away at the same time. Um, And so that by Monday morning, uh, these lines are really shaped. So really there's that sort of 12, 15 hours after the brackets are announced that every single game is getting bet every both ways until the lines are really uh, soundly set. And from there, the rest of the week, we're just cruising and trying to get up as many cool bet types as possible. Uh, The tournament's so complex. There's so many teams. We'll win some, we'll lose some. Really nothing to stress about at this point until things start to get down to the end. All
0: right, Marcus, I'll give you a few. I like Texas Tech versus Utah State. I wrote this in my game day column. I like North Carolina over Wisconsin. That's an awesome, by the way, first round matchup. Just in the 8-9 game that you're not used to seeing those teams. I like Winthrop. That is my little trendy underdog over Villanova. Oregon state going to ride the hot hand plus seven and a half versus Tennessee, Missouri, plus two versus Oklahoma. And these lines may have moved by the way, uh, Santa Barbara plus six and a half over Creighton. I've been playing against Creighton like the last month and, and it's not gone well for me, but I'm (laughs) digging in once again, I like Florida and Rutgers. Of course, I'm a big 10 homer. So I've got to stick with the big 10. Um, Marcus, is there any other – I mean, it's actually – it's Saturday, by the way. It's like an electric oh, yeah. day for sports. Yeah. you got college basketball.
1: Honda Classic is this week. we got a UFC card. Marcus, are you playing anything else? I mean, obviously, we'll be betting college basketball throughout the weekend. But I do want to say PointsBet has some uh, NFL draft futures up that I've been uh, looking at over the last Ooh. couple of days. Jalen Waddle to be the first wide receiver drafted plus 600 we know how much the NFL teams love speed we've seen John Roscoe in the top five before we saw Henry Ruggs be the first receiver drafted last year I think Waddles maybe even faster than Ruggs so uh that one has certainly caught my attention so over the next week I'll really be diving into some of those NFL draft futures
2: that's great to hear once we get through this uh once the tournament starts winding down then that'll be the next thing we turn our attention to and we'll really be uh expanding the number of markets we have there love it love it
0: well we will we will cover that endlessly here andrew uh we really appreciate you joining us good luck this week good luck yeah with everything over the next few months given the blitz of sports we have and hopefully we can talk again soon
2: hey thanks for having me guys look forward to it
0: Andrew Menino of PointsBet joining us. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Reminder, get involved with our discussions, our debates, You can get the podcast, Spotify, Apple. Share that thing. Go to thegameday.com. See what offers our affiliates have. More free agency. We've got draft. We've got more stuff, and we will talk about it next week.